Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this third Sunday in Advent, the 17th of December, in the year of our Lord, 2023, in the time of Christmas. Today we commemorate Daniel the prophet and the three young men. Daniel the prophet and the three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were among those taken from Judah into captivity in Babylon. For remaining faithful to the Lord God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were denounced to the king of Babylon and thrown into a fiery furnace. But they were miraculously saved by God's direct intervention. Similarly, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den for refusing to worship any god save the Lord, but was also miraculously saved by God's intervention. Blessed with wisdom and understanding, Daniel and the three men were promoted to positions of authority in Babylon. Daniel, as a prophet, was given visions of the end times. Our readings for today are Psalm 40, Psalm 20, Isaiah chapter 33, verses 1 through 24, Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 14, and paragraphs 141 through 149 of part 1 of the Large Catechism. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today, reading from Psalter is the 40th Psalm. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear, and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether, who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor, who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame, who say to me, Aha! Aha! But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, 
but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's second reading from the Psalter is the 20th Psalm. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation and in the name of our God set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. O Lord, save the King. May he answer us when we call. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, and we will be reading the 33rd chapter, verses 1 through 24. Ah, you destroyer, who yourself have not been destroyed, you traitor, whom none has betrayed. When you have ceased to destroy, you will be destroyed, and when you have finished betraying, they will betray you. O Lord, be gracious to us, we wait for you. Be our arm every morning, our salvation in the time of trouble. At the tumultuous noise peoples flee. When you lift yourself up, nations are scattered, and your spoil is gathered as the caterpillar gathers, as locusts leap it is leapt upon. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness, and he will be the stability of your times, abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is Zion's treasure. Behold their heroes cry in the streets. The envoys of peace weep bitterly. The highways lie waste. The traveler ceases. Covenants are broken. Cities are despised. There is no regard for man. The land mourns and languishes. Lebanon is confounded and withers away. Sharon is like a desert, and Bashan and Carmel shake off their leaves. Now I will arise, says the Lord. Now I will lift myself up. Now I will be exalted. You conceive chaff, you give birth to stubble. Your breath is a fire that will consume you. And the peoples will be as if burned to lime, like thorns cut down, that are burned in the fire. Hear, you who are far off, what I have done. And you who are near, acknowledge my might. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Trembling has seized the godless. Who among us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who among us can dwell with everlasting burnings? He who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, who despises the gain of oppressions, who shakes his hands lest they hold a bribe, 
who stops his ears from hearing of bloodshed, and shuts his eyes from looking on evil. He will dwell on the heights. His place of defense will be the fortresses of rocks. His bread will be given him. His water will be sure. Your eyes will behold the king in his beauty. They will see a land that stretches afar. Your heart will muse on the terror. Where is he who counted? Where is he who weighed the tribute? Where is he who counted the towers? You will see no more the insolent people, the people of an obscure speech that you cannot comprehend, stammering in a tongue that you cannot understand. Behold Zion, the city of our appointed feasts. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, an untroubled habitation, an immovable tent, whose stakes will never be plucked up, nor will any of its cords be broken. But there the Lord in majesty will be for us, a place of broad rivers and streams, where no galley with oars can go, nor majestic ship can pass. For the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us. Your cords hang loose, they cannot hold the mast firm in its place, or keep the sail spread out. Then prey and spoil in abundance will be divided, even the lame will take the prey, and no inhabitant will say, I am sick. The people who dwell there will be forgiven their iniquity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of Revelation, and we will be reading the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 14. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on a throne, a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly, because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders I saw a lamb standing, as though it had been slain, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might, forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Concord comes from the Large Catechism, and we will be reading Part 1, paragraphs 141 through 149. In this commandment belongs a further statement about all kinds of obedience to persons in authority who have to command and to govern. For all authority flows and is born from the authority of parents. Where a father is unable alone to educate his rebellious and irritable child, he uses a schoolmaster to teach the child. If he is too weak, he gets the help of his friends and neighbors. If he departs this life, he delegates and confers his authority and government upon others who are appointed for the purpose. Likewise, a father must have domestic manservants and maidservants under himself for the management of the household. So all whom we call masters are in the place of parents and must get their power and authority to govern from them. So also men are called fathers in the scriptures who in their government perform the functions of a father, and have a paternal heart toward their subordinates. From antiquity, the Romans and other nations called the masters and mistresses of the household, housefathers and housemothers. They called their national rulers and overlords, fathers of the entire country. This is a great shame to us who would be Christian, because we do not give them the same title, or at least, do not value and honor them as fathers. Now the honor a child owes to a father and mother is owed by all who are included in the household. Therefore, manservants and maidservants should be careful to be obedient to their masters and mistresses. They should also honor them as their own fathers and mothers, and do everything they know is expected of them, not forced and unwillingly, but with pleasure and joy, because of what I just mentioned. It is God's command and is pleasing to Him above all other works. They ought to pay for the privilege, and be glad they may get masters and mistresses, so that they may have such joyful consciences, and know how they may do truly golden works. This is a matter that has been neglected and despised till now. Instead, everybody ran, in the devil's name, into convents or to pilgrimages and indulgences, with loss of time and money, and with an evil conscience. If this truth, then, could be impressed upon the poor people, a servant girl would leap and praise and thank God, with her tidy work, for which she receives support and wages, she would gain such a treasure of good works. It would be unlike all those gained by people regarded as saints. Is it not an excellent boast to know and say that if you perform your daily domestic task, this is better than all the sanctity and ascetic life of monks? You have the promise, in addition, that you shall prosper in all good and farewell. How can you lead a more blessed or holier life as far as your works are concerned. In God's sight, faith is what really makes a person holy and serves him alone, but the works are for the service of people. There you have everything good, protection and defense in the Lord, a joyful conscience, and a gracious God besides. He will reward you a hundredfold, so that you are like a knight if you are only pious and obedient. But if you are not, you have in the first place nothing but God's wrath and displeasure no peace of heart, and afterward, all kinds of plagues and misfortunes. Whoever will not be moved by this and lean toward godliness, we hand over to the hangman and to the skeleton man. Therefore, let everyone who allows himself to be advised remember that God is not joking. Know that it is God who speaks with you and demands obedience. If you obey him, you are his dear child. 
But if you despise obedience, then take shame, misery, and grief for your reward. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you, or task set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.